few years ago, you probably would have found me at the bar all night long ripping shots with my friends. And then I would go home and probably cry until 3 a.m. Today, I practice yoga and I meditate every morning. And this change has really saved my life. Every word I share on this show comes from those days and those nights where I couldn't see five minutes in front of me. Everything was about how much I could do, how much I could accumulate, how good I could look. The Bright Side of the Moon is a show made to help you accept the dark with the light, the intense with the relatively easy, all while still feeling connected to your soul and living from this place. You no longer need to fear the dark because without it, you'll never be able to fully experience the light that lies within. I'm living proof of this. This show is a place for me to share about the things I've learned and the coping skills that have saved my life. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll definitely swear. <laughs> but most of all, we'll connect with the light within. I'm Paige Pitchlar, and this is The Bright Side of the Moon. Hey there, everybody. Hope you're having an awesome week so far. Thanks for tuning back in to Bright Side of the Moon. I really wanted and felt called to talk about something that I've been thinking about, working on, digesting for a long time, and have really wanted to share more about. And that has to do with conscious consumerism and conscious buying of clothing. And I know that sometimes we kind of associate these with political ideals, and this is in no way, shape, or form any of that. It's just an energetic perspective, my experience, and how we can really make the world a better place. And so first of all, I just want to talk and tell a little story that is slightly depressing, but it will get better, I promise. <laughs> so um, when I was in college, and I've spoken at length about how difficult of a time that was for me, I really, really struggled with finding places and people where I felt okay and I felt like people understood me and I felt safe. And I really had a hard time slowing down, not constantly doing things, whether that's homework, like going out with my friends, working out all the time. I always was looking for new ways to just be constantly moving so I could avoid being alone with all of my thoughts because a lot of them were really, really painful. And so I shopped a lot, like a lot. Uh, I online shopped constantly, trying to find the best new outfit for the next weekend, whether that had to do with, you know, men or friends, like whatever, just how I wanted to look amazing at the bar every weekend, which, you know, whatever. But it got to the point where I was just buying things to buy them. And a lot of times I wouldn't even wear them. I just, that initial like high of purchasing something that promised to make me feel better. And at the time I knew it was, you know, bad, but my friends also shopped. So I thought not a big deal. And looking back, I was so, so desperately trying to fill a void uh, that I couldn't put my finger on exactly what it was. And I had no idea. I had no idea at the time. And I think it just was a really, really difficult space and a really diff difficult time. And you know, all the working out that I did, all the grades that I got that were, you know, A's or whatever, all the friends, all the this, all the that just wouldn't fill me up. It wouldn't make me feel happy. 
wouldn't make me feel fulfilled or content. Nothing would help me. So I bought and I bought and I bought and I bought. And I had so many clothes. Oh my God. The amount of clothes that I had just laying around in my house, my home, my house at school, like my car, it just was, it was everywhere. And I don't know if I'm alone in that, but I understand it a lot differently now. And so what I want to talk about is last summer, or yeah, last summer, last spring, I watched the documentary called Minimalism. And if you haven't seen it, it's fantastic. It's on Netflix and it's just a fantastic portrayal of the society that we live in and our penchant for buying more things. And that's okay. You don't need to beat yourself up. See, like at the time I was beating myself up, like, oh my God, you should feel bad about this. You're buying all these clothes, you're spending all this money. It just was another way for me to self-punish. So I watched Minimalism by myself. My boyfriend's gone one night and about halfway through, I just start bawling, like uncontrollable sobbing. (laughs) And mind you, I had really come a long way with shopping. I wasn't like going above and beyond anymore. I was working and I still was buying things that I didn't need, just not at the rate that I was. And I think I was very normal uh, with what I was buying. And so I'm watching this and I'm crying and I'm, I'm watching this guy tell the camera, like, it's not going to do it for you. It's not going to do it for you. All these things that you think you need to have, it's not going to do it. And he's like imploring the audience just to listen to him and to see that, again, it's not going to do it. And, oh, I feel like my 18-year-old, 20-year-old self, 21-year-old self was like just shaking inside. Like, it's not going to do it for you. It's not going to do it for you. And I've written a lot about this. I've talked a lot about this. And that's a lot of times just that our ego is convincing us that we are what we have. We are what we do. And we are what the world sees us as. So, you know, putting on the best outfits, buying things to impress people, buying things just to buy them because you have the money. Like, you know what I mean? Whatever it is. And that's okay. That's a human tendency. And that's part of a culture that we were brought up in. And that's no reason to you know, come after anybody and say that they're this and they're that and blame these people. This is not a blame shame type thing. It was a deep, deep healing moment for me. And it really, really turned the light bulb on. I was like, who am I living for? Who the fuck am I living for? And it was so, so poignant and and intense. And so I started just thinking more about what this meant. And and what it meant for the people who are still in that space. And so as I kind of dove further into it, I stumbled upon, I think it was a Jay Shetty video, and he was talking to a garment worker from India, I believe. And this woman was just talking about her experience making these cheap clothes that I would buy, that we buy, and how little she was paid, how she couldn't even go to the bathroom while she was working. She looked at the camera at one point and said, I hope that the person who buys that shirt or pants, whatever that I made, feels the suffering that I went through to bring it to you. Even talking about it, my heart is kind of hurting. (laughs) And it just really was a wake-up call. So that was right after the minimalism um, time that I watched it. And Oh my God. So I I just was really fascinated by this idea. And I'm an energetic 
person. Like I, I love thinking about it. I love talking about it. We are all energy. Everything we do, everything we buy, everything we accumulate, everything we think about is energy. And so I'm sitting here watching this woman and I'm like, I am wearing the suffering of others. I am wearing the suffering of others just to impress someone or whatever. I'm wearing the suffering of others of things that I'll throw away in a few months that just won't be in fashion anymore. And I I kept studying and studying and fast fashion came up and I'm learning more about recycling clothes, mending clothes and things that we just don't think about and sometimes take for granted. And so if you don't know, fast fashion is the idea that or the industry that creates clothes that quickly become out of fashion. So they make them cheaper. Think like Forever 21 H&M so that you can get, get rid of them without, you know, worrying about you threw away a $500 shirt. And a lot of times these clothes are made from the cheapest, dirtiest cotton and plastics, microplastics on earth. And so every time you wash them, microplastics get into the water supply and they fall apart easily because they're not meant to last that long. They're meant to be fast fashion. And what it is doing to the planet, what it is doing to our fellow humans, it is abhorrent. And if you don't know about this, then how could you fix it? You know what I mean? Don't, this is again, not to beat yourself up. This isn't beating myself up. This isn't beating anybody up. This is just being aware and bringing awareness to this. And I read this book by Elizabeth Klein about the fast fashion industry and about the clothing industry in general and how over time our purchasing power has changed. And before clothes used to be revered. They were like what you spent the most money on in your family because you bought nice quality outfits, hand sewn in America or, you know, wherever and imported from these places where people were paid to make high quality. And, and just listening and learning about the shift from this experience, from where we used to revere clothes and buying them as a big, a big deal. And taking care of them is a big deal. And to now wear what you wear a Forever 21 shirt once, if at all, and it starts to fall apart or, you know, whatever happens. And so again, I just became fascinated with this, fascinated with how we had shifted and and what it was doing to the world. And just something that was really intense for me to realize was that, again, I was wearing the pain of, others who are making these clothes. And there is no part of the clothing manufacturing producing process that doesn't require human hands. So yes, there is some factorization involved, but the people who are sewing your clothes, they are sewing them hand, like hand sewing, like they have to put them through the machines. And so those people who, you know, you look at your tags, they're from Bangladesh, they're from India, they're from these third world countries where women are exposed to chemicals while they're pregnant and can't get up to take a bathroom break, who are paid not even close to enough to feed themselves or their family. They live in slums. And I watched this documentary called The True Cost, and they, and they detail this. And I'm watching this and I'm like, oh my God, all for a sports bra that I paid 40 bucks for. Like, is 40 bucks really worth someone's life, someone's livelihood? And it kind of creates this impasse where, you know, we can't stop buying them because they won't have jobs then. 
but we also can't keep purchasing them at the low price and the low quality that they exist. And because the clothing industry is like the number two most polluting industry, second behind oil, like it is so dirty. It is so devastating for the planet. And this is kind of threefold. So one, we have the issue with the workers who aren't paid enough to live really truly and who work in horrible, horrible working conditions. The second aspect is the idea that all of these clothes eventually go to landfills and they don't, they don't biodegrade. And we think that there's a bunch of people in Africa and other third world countries who want to buy our old clothes. That's just not the case anymore. I mean, you go to Forever 21, you look at a cute shirt and then it says like, feed me tacos. Like people in the third world, they don't really want that shit either. Like they, they just fucking don't. And so we think that there's like, oh, I'll just give it to Goodwill. Give it to, there just isn't that kind of a demand because the supply is egregiously expanded. And I just thinking about this and this problem that it's creating. So there is no place for it to be recycled, reused. So thirdly, that leaves a really big impact on the planet. And where these clothing, where these articles of clothing go, in addition to all the chemicals that are sprayed, they showed like a fake leather making factory in India. Again, probably where, you know, you get those cheap shoes from one of the stores that like Forever 21 and the chemicals that they're just releasing into the atmosphere, the people who are working and they're breathing them in. And they show this one, I think it's like a cotton plantation in India. And they spray these, these cotton farms with the most ungodly pesticides and chemicals. And the children there are experiencing deformities and health problems all to make these $5 fucking shirts. It's obscene it's obscene like truly watching this is is un, it's, I can't even find the words it was so moving and so shocking to me that this whole time I had no idea this was going on there was no idea this was going on and you know all of this anger and and frustration aside the idea is you know we're all energy we're all connected I can't do something to someone else and not do it to myself So I, you know, in turning a blind eye and not being aware, not sending love, not buying consciously, I am part of this problem. And again, that doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. It doesn't mean that I need to repent or anything like that. But it does mean that I can take responsibility for my role in a practice that promotes the abuse of other humans and of the planet of which I am connected to. So... Again, what I do to others, I cannot not do to myself. So all these people who are suffering, I am suffering. Like you are suffering because they are suffering. And until we fix this, until we learn more about it, until we change the things and the ways that we shop, we are contributing to that suffering. And again, we have to be aware. We have to buy from from conscious places because In addition to all these things, you know, just not wanting to do it to harm another person, harm the planet, but also cotton is the dirtiest fabric on earth. How many pesticides, chemicals, insecticides, herbicides, bleach, you name it, it's just in there. And we put that on our bodies. We put that on our skin. 
Our skin is our biggest organ. We absorb everything we put on it. So we are attracting and absorbing these chemicals from these cheap or even well-made dresses, dresses, shirts, whatever. It doesn't matter. We are absorbing them and they are detrimental deeply to our health. And uh, it's just amazing to think about that this is where we've gotten to. And how detrimental it is, again, for the people who are working in these awful places and listening to their stories, seeing them suffer, seeing them not be able to eat and working 15-hour days. A factory in Bangladesh literally collapsed because it was not up to code. It wasn't a proper building structure and hundreds of factory garment workers died and this happens all the time. And we just kind of turn a blind eye. There's some protests and then it loses steam. And for me, the biggest way is to find companies that that I know their supply chain. Companies such as Everlane, they have a very, very transparent supply chain. From start to finish, they tell exactly where they get their garments from, uh, what part of the world, where the factories are. They even show pictures of the factories so I can like see the people who are making the clothes in Vietnam or wherever. And they're paid a living wage. They're paid a living wage. And you can see how much that is if it translates. So doing your research that way. And it doesn't have to be that complicated. You know, if this seems like a, a big time time suck for you, uh, Everlane, what else? There's like more and Eve. And I'm going to list a few companies in the show notes of where you can shop consciously. One that's really good is called Mate the Label. Um, they make clean clothes uh, out of organic cotton, which is super important as well. So organic cotton. And if you're looking at organic cotton, it's important to do that for your bed sheets too. Uh, and making sure that you're not inhaling pesticides all night uh, and other chemicals. So Mate the Label is another really good one. Reformation is good. Uh, they have a little bit of a murkier supply chain, but they do really pay attention to how much water and fuel that they're using to make their clothes. So Reformation is good. And they might be a little bit more expensive depending on where you shop. Mate the Label is expensive. Reformation is expensive. But they're quality clothes that last. They aren't at the expense of human suffering and they will really, really still look good. And again, when we think about it, do you want a shirt that you wear once that's 10 bucks or something that lasts for a long time is timeless and didn't come at the expense of your fellow man? And thinking about these questions, every time we're looking to shop or to buy, where are we sending our energy? Because money is energy. And what you put your money towards is either augmenting a certain energy or taking away from it. So in this case, if you're buying fast fashion, you know, you're really putting your energy towards a sinister, more dark force on the planet right now of human suffering. And what's happening right now, a lot of spiritual teachers and healers are saying is that we're learning that we have to treat each other better. We have to treat each other better. You know, these factory workers, they need our help. They need your help. They need my help. And we have to treat each other better across the board. And instead of coming with judgment, blame, pointing the finger at the government, this, that, tariffs, I don't care. We have to start with us. It starts with us and finding places and people and communities that can spread this message of, of love and acceptance and, and really, really compassion for self and others. 
And once you have respect for yourself, you have compassion for yourself, you can extend that out. And it goes the same for this type of purchasing. I love myself too much to buy a cheap piece of clothing made made by unpaid workers and slaves with pesticides on it. There was even a story of Zara. There were people finding clo- or notes knitted in their clothes saying, help me from slaves making these clothes. Do you want to put that on your body? Like, again, that garment carries the energy of suffering, of really, really dark suffering. Do you want to buy that, put your money towards and then put it on your body and have yourself absorb it? I know you don't. I know you don't. And that is such a wonderful thing, you know, that we all have empathy. We all have a heart. We all understand. We, and you are connecting to that person. And even understanding this issue, you are connecting to those people and helping make change. Even being open to it, even listening to this, you're helping make the change. If you need any other resources on this, there's an app and a website called Good On You. And so if you're looking at a brand, a store, um, before I buy, I'll go and type in the name. So like make the label, you know, you'll type it in and then it'll give it a rating for the planet, for the people who make it and supply chain, all those things. It has it all right there for you and you can make your own decision. And again, voting with your dollar. And this doesn't mean voting politically, just really voting with your energy towards what you want to continue on this planet. If you want human suffering to continue or if you want empowerment, if you want self-love, self-compassion, if you want these for your fellow man because you want it for yourself. So again, things like Good On You, there's tons of websites. EcoAge is a great uh, British publication that covers this. Um, learning how to mend your clothes. So instead of when something rips or tears, you get a stain, learning how to get the stain out. Uh, repairing, not buying more than you need, buying quality. There's so many resources on this. And if you're new to it, you know, just diving in, type in conscious clothing, organic clothing, and then it's not enough to be organic, making sure that their workers are paid a living wage. And we're turning the tide here. There's a lot of companies who are catching on to this. And thank God, thank God. And I know it's easier to go to Zara, to H&M, to Forever 21 to buy something cheap for work. But just take a step back. Take a step back and see what you're moving closer towards or moving further away from. Is, are you moving towards love and compassion or, you know, adding to the problem? And it's okay. I mean, I'm not perfect. I don't buy everything organic. I don't buy everything from the places that I want to. I still have my moments but I'm much more cognizant and I'm much more aware. And I'm really, really careful with what I buy. And again, I check out the the supply chain, all of it. And sometimes, you know, sometimes if I'm in a bind, I'll just buy something and then I'll find out later, which I'm working on getting better. I'm not gonna pretend and be like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm an A plus student at this. I'm not by any means. But again, I do care and I am aware. The other thing that I wanna mention is that another issue with this, overabundance of clothing and fabric and just things on the earth. So clothing, you know, it used to be made from cotton, linen, natural, like flax, like natural fabrics. And so when you would wash them, not a big deal, they're naturally occurring. However, polyester, spandex, nylon, these are all microplastics. These are all clothing made from plastic. 
So not only do we already have a plastic issue in the world, we're making our clothes from new plastic. So polyester, you look at the the tag, it says polyester, that's plastic, that's fake. It's a synthetic fabric. And really making sure that, you know, that's not what's used in your clothing. I mean, think about how like a sports bra, people have hives sometimes because of the, the chemicals and the plastic and just the the toxins that are in their clothing. And so when you wash these fabrics, polyester, nylon, rayon, whatever, when you wash them, little microfibers, microplastics are released and they get into the water supply. And around and around we go with fucking plastic all over the fucking world. And I, I know, I'm sorry, I'm just so fucking angry about it. Like, I just can't believe this is happening, that this has been happening since the 1990s. We really started to make the shift in the 1980s. And by the 90s, things had really changed. And, you know, I'm angry about it. I hope you're angry about it. And I hope that you have the compassion for yourself to be like, hey, I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm not going to like add more blame and shame to this problem, but I am going to take accountability. And from now on, I'm going to do my research and think about the person that made my clothing. Uh, there's a big campaign on Instagram, who made my clothes, who made your clothes. And again, this doesn't have to just be cheap clothing, but I mean, some of the expensive dresses I have, they're like, they're like polyester and nylon, pay like 200 bucks. I could have gotten a $200 dress for reformation from organic, naturally made cotton that didn't do uh, serious damage to the planet. <sighs> and I'm so happy that I get to share this because it is something that weighs on me deeply. And something that I think about a lot. And if you are, you know, moving through shopping addiction or just trying to fill the void, know that I'm there with you and I get it. I know what it feels like to try and reach for external things to make you feel better. And the truth of the matter is you're not going to feel better until you get in touch with your soul. What does your soul really want? I don't know if it's a new shirt. I don't know if it's your new dress. But does it want peace? Does it want quiet? Does it want connection? Does it want love? What does it need? And even opening to that question can lead you towards what you need to know and lead you towards the peace and the healing that you really need rather than, you know, buying the next thing. And it's okay. You can cry about it. Even like talking about this, I'm knowing that if I would have heard this at 21, I would have cried my head off because I was so, so empty and wasn't able to register or realize it. So I send you love. I hope this kind of clarifies some things and opens your eyes to what's happening on the planet. We are shifting. We are moving. We are bringing new elevated energies in. This cannot come with us. This suffering and blatant disregard for human and the for humans in the planet. We can't do this anymore. And being so happy and grateful for this shift. You know, we can move into this with with gratitude. Like, hey, I'm glad this isn't happening anymore. I'm glad that more people are waking up. I'm glad that I am able to make the choice to buy something or to walk away and find something more sustainable or, you know, buy nothing for now, you know, only buy what you need. What a concept. I know it's hard for me to to wrap my head around too. And we're shifting. This is a change. So give yourself the space and the love that you would with any other transition takes time. So I will link all of those resources in the show notes and linking those brands and good on you, the app, things like that. And as always, I thank you so much for listening and putting this into your week, putting this 
love and compassion into your life. I'm so grateful for you and I'm grateful for this community. I'm grateful for this opportunity to speak about this. And I hope that you'll kind of dive into it. So as always, please rate, review, subscribe, send this to anyone who needs it. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for being you. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day, week, whatever it is. Sending love. All right, till next time.